You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Gentlemen, welcome once again to the Packernet Podcast. I am your host and resident panelist, as always, Ryan Schlipp. Check us out online, packernet.com. Find me on Twitter, pack underscore daddy. It is game day. So although there's going to be a little bit of, of negative talk, there isn't necessarily going to be boom roasted today. Uh, that takes kind of a while to produce. And uh, to be honest, I just I didn't really put in the work at all because I forgot. And uh, it's already 6.30, and I don't want to start doing research because I'll, I'll never get this done. Football starts soon. Right? we got to get going here. So uh, just sort of a, I don't know, general Sunday outlook on things, where all the other teams are, where the Packers are, what they need to do. Obviously, it's, I mean, it's pretty straightforward for the Packers. Not really a must win, but kind of the only reason that it's not more dire than it is is because everybody else lost last week. However, Seattle's pulling away. The 49ers are pulling away. You know, the, the, the Saints and all these other teams are kind of, obviously, some matter more than others, and the Vikings and Bears and whatnot, all that matters more, but, you know, it, it, it's, it's a pretty important game. So winning today and then a bye week next week is, is pretty important, but take a little bit of a closer look at that. And I generally expect this to be somewhat of a short day, because it's just, let's get fired up Sunday. And I, I actually think that's important. I, I posted another one of my cool TikTok videos, because I'm a 13-year-old girl, and it was just, you know, like... D-train, getting all fired up kind of thing, and, you know, a couple positive comments, but for the most part, it's like, yeah, too bad they suck. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, just enjoy the video. Like, it's it's D-train, get fired up. You know, it's almost game day. Bottom line is, people are legitimately pretty upset, and I, and I get, I mean, I can't really talk. I spent the entire day yesterday ranting about how upset I am about the defense not playing well. But it's Sunday now, so we need to get into our, you know, this defense is awesome, Aaron Rodgers is the best, winning the Super Bowl, you know, that mode. I guess we don't have to. I'm going to. You do whatever you want. That's how I like to spend my Sundays until kickoff, and then I just whine and complain a lot and tell myself, stay off Twitter, stay off Twitter, stay off Twitter, because I am just going to make a fool of myself because I'm going to be complaining the whole time. It's my ritual, man. Gets super positive, ball gets kicked, instantly mad. Only returned it to the 22. Here we go. Here we go. Game's over. Unbelievable. Every time with these guys. I, I tell you, I, I, I quit. I'm not watching this. I'm not that bad. But you, you, you know people like me. I'm that guy. I'm trying to change. Anywho, today at noon is the final day. Get yourself on Instagram. That's noon central time, by the way. I don't want to hear any whining and complaint. Oh, I got to get my picks, my stuff done for the, for the stock market game. I'm going to forget this week. I know it. Where was I? Oh, Instagram. Packernet Podcast is the name of the Instagram thing you need to follow. We made it easy for you. Go find the picture of Leroy Butler signing his autograph on a Lombardi trophy. It's not a real one, so don't get too crazy. Let me throw that out there before a lawsuit starts coming my way. Not that I'd lose, but I still don't want to deal with it. And then the rules are very simple. Tag three people. You can do that up to three times. That gives you three entries. You can have a fourth entry into this little pick'em thing that we're doing. By leaving a five-star review, preferably iTunes, but whatever, take a screenshot of it, send it to me on Instagram, that will be your fourth entry. Does that make sense? If not, I don't know. I can't, I can't really help you. Rewind and listen to it five or six times, because that's the whole thing. But you got to do that before noon, because after that, it's all closed up. 
And um, I don't think we're going to be doing a live thing to pick it because I don't know how exactly to do that. I think Jacob's going to handle it. And I should be able to announce that tomorrow, I would assume. So that's going to be a really fun giveaway. That's a really awesome, awesome prize. And also, just make sure you're following, because at 600, we're getting relatively close. It's kind of a slow trickle at this point. But at 600 followers, we're going to be given a Johnny Holland 8x10 signed uh, autographed picture. And at 700 followers, we're going to be giving away a Chuck Mercine jersey. I get the feeling some of you don't know how awesome he is. Go Google him, figure it out, and suddenly you will want one. And you can have one. Just go follow me. Uh, thank you very, very much to Zach for donating $6 to the uh, Packer Fans Against Cancer Fund. That put us over the $400 mark in the last, uh, I guess it would be nine days, because today hasn't really started yet. But over nine days, we've had 17 donors. we got 14 people that have shared it. We've raised f- over $400 for the Madison Childhood Cancer Foundation. So thank you all very, very much for that. And uh, again, we'll be giving away these funds or releasing the funds on Christmas Day. So very excited to get there and, and to be able to do that and to be able to give back a little bit, not just for the podcast, obviously, but uh, to represent Packer fans. It's the reason I haven't really been blasting this on Twitter and I haven't put my podcast name anywhere on this foundation. I, I don't want this to, to be like a podcast promotion thing. That's real sleazy and I don't want to go there. I'm going to talk about it here because you guys are already here or whatever. i got to promote it somewhere. So it's in the Facebook group. I'm talking about it on the podcast, but I'm not sharing it all over because I don't want it to be. It's not about that. It's not about, ooh, maybe I can make my podcast bigger if I do some weird cancer thing. I don't, I don't want to be that guy, so I'm just not going to be that guy. But that means you guys are going to have to work a little bit harder and um, consider giving. And, and again, there's enough listeners here that if everybody just gave a buck, boom, we're, we're way past 1,000 uh, donors. So, you know. Just think it over. If you have a dollar, two dollars, three dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever it is you can give, it would be greatly appreciated. There is a link to the um, to the GoFundMe page in the description. So the podcast episode you're listening to, click on it. There is a description in the episode. The first link is going to be a link to this. If you still can't find it, just contact me. I will direct you. Sound good? All right. Let us take the break. We're going to be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. So I've been talking to you all about Mac Weldon for quite a while now. I mentioned that I went for comfort for a lounge with the hoodie and the t-shirt and all that stuff, and it was super comfortable, and I'm very glad that I got it. I mentioned the premium fabrics that they use for upscale-type clothing, whether you want to get a button-up or a polo for work or whatever. Let me also remind you, let's say this isn't necessarily your thing, or because this is a men's brand, for my lady listeners, if your guy is either into upscale or maybe you just want him to up his game a little bit, they've also got gift cards. You can head over to MacWeldon.com, look under Accessories, And under extras, right below the slippers, because, yeah, they got that. We talked about that. They got gift cards. You can go in and uh, decide how much you want and order one up. And, again, there's so much variety. There's going to be something that they want. I was just talking to my wife yesterday. I literally have been wearing my ice fishing jacket since I was probably 16 years old. My grandma bought me a nice ice armor suit with the pants and the shirt or the the jacket. That has been my jacket since I was 16 years old. So like over 15 years, that's been my only jacket. And it's never even occurred to me. My wife's like, we should probably get you like a nice jacket someday. 
I'm guessing there is that kind of a thing either for you, for your husband, for your dad, where it's like, you know what, it's time to kind of step it up a little bit. Again, let me encourage you, with Christmas coming up, possibly a birthday, my birthday is coming up, consider heading over to MacWeldon.com and looking at a gift card. And because you listen to the show, when you decide to check out, enter promo code OVERTIME in MacWeldon.com for your first order and you're going to get 20% off. So head over to MacWeldon.com, look around, see if there's something that either you or someone you know would like, and help someone step up their game, because I think we both know it's time. All right, so let's look at a couple things with the Panthers here. Um, Again, shout out to my group that does a little bit of research for me. I love coming on here and seeing all the work that's been put in. Justin did a uh, good amount of work for uh, looking at the Panthers and the Overtime Panthers podcast. I believe that the name of it is C3 Panthers podcast. If you want to go check that out, I would encourage you to do so. But one thing that he pointed out, and he actually has some personal experience because apparently he was stationed out there for some time. I don't know if it was Fort Bragg or what. But apparently, this is the epitome of a Fairweather fan base. He was out there in 2014, and there was just nothing. Nobody cared. Nobody did anything. But 2015 rolls around. They're 15-1, and one, and all you hear is keep pounding everywhere. That's their logo, by the way. It's not just some weird thing that people say. I know some, <laughs> I know some of you are like, whoa, i got to go to that city. That sounds like a place I want to go. It's a football thing, all right? Just relax. It's not referring to beer or whatever else your mind went to. But 2016, and it's kind of funny if you look at Carolina, they, they've alternated year to year. It's kind of a garbage year, good year, garbage year, good year, garbage year. This is technically supposed to be one of their good years, and they're kind of on track for about 10-ish wins, so that's not too bad. But it, it just, it really sort of, nothing could better highlight a Fairweather fan base than a team that's real good, real bad, real good, real bad every single year, because you get to actually see a fan base grow and shrink in the hundreds of thousands from one year to the next for about six straight years. And apparently that is what North Carolina is like. Now, something else that's interesting that I didn't know is apparently the entire team is Cam Newton. That is to say, he's the only real draw for the fan base. They love Cam Newton, which I I, I don't know. It's good to know as far as me being involved somewhat in the draft, which obviously, as you may have noticed, that has dropped significantly. But I didn't realize how strong the love for Cam Newton was out there. Now, maybe it's just because he's the one that kind of revitalized the franchise, right? The, the franchise has not been good. I remember when the Jaguars and the Panthers became a team, and I just latched onto the Panthers, and the Panthers were just, the Jaguars smoked the Panthers. And I was like, oh, come on. They're both bad, and the one bad team is better than my bad. And this is garbage. But Cam kind of did bring some energy back, so I kind of get that. But uh, apparently the, the host of the, the podcast had made the comment that he is a fan because of Cam Newton, and that tends to be the trend in Carolina. And so I, I, I suppose several positives. Number one, don't expect to see hardly any Carolina Panthers fans in Green Bay. I mean, when you have a Fairweather fan base, number one. Number two, Cam Newton, which is a main draw of the team, is not even playing because he's on IR. Number three, it's cold. So getting people from North Carolina that don't really care about the team, especially without Cam Newton to come all the way up to Wisconsin to sit in the freezing cold, I just can't imagine there's a lot of them. And so, I mean, obviously they've been winning without Cam Newton, but you have to wonder if that that feeling of Cam Newton being the franchise is more than just within the fan base and it kind of emanates within the building. Because despite the fact that they're winning, there can be sort of an energy that comes from Cam Newton. And there probably is. I mean, we, we've seen it. When, when Cam Newton, when they went 15-1, and one, Cam was just on fire. And that's, that's one of the, the positives and negatives of Cam Newton is that he's so emotional. 
and I've made this comment about several other people, is that there, there, there's real good within emotional people because when they're, when they're on a high, they're unstoppable. But when they're on a low, and Cam Newton can be super pouty, you know, big old crybaby sometimes, this is what happened after the 15-1 season. He was a crybaby after they lost the Super Bowl. Then they lose to the Super Bowl champs again the very first week of the season. He goes into pouty mode, and I said right then and there, it's over for the Panthers, and sure enough, they were done for the season. And so, you know, again, the, the franchise sort of followed Cam Newton's lead. Now, maybe there's a little bit more stability without that volatility of Cam Newton, but I'm just wondering if there's sort of, I don't know, a lack of identity, a lack of purpose for this team that's just kind of wandering. Although, with maybe Christian McCaffrey's the new identity of the team, I don't really know. But I, I it, it, it feels good to hear that, because I guess I just wouldn't have expected that. I don't know. So, similar to last week, let's take a look at what some of the implications of this mean. Let, let's assume, because it's Positivity Sunday, the Packers are going to beat the Panthers. And I, I do think they will. Like I talked about yesterday, it's, it's almost impossible to, to put your finger on anything. Maybe if it was different, if it was Packers-Jets or Packers-Patriots, you can kind of lean a little heavier one direction or another. But it, it really just comes down to what, what Packers team is going to show up. And that, that the, the team is broken down into individual parts, right? Is Jair going to show up? Is Kevin King going to show up? Is Kenny Clark, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This team has the ability to put them away by 20 points. This team has the ability to lose. But we're going to assume they win and, and look at some of the implications because we know either the Lions or the Bears are going to be losing this week. Now, the reason losses mean more than wins is because the wins are sort of expected when you're talking about teams that can compete. Let me try to rephrase that. When we're talking about, for example, the Vikings, maybe we can't t- say this about the Lions or the Bears, but when we're trying to look at teams that have the possibility of being in competition with the Packers at the end, we're talking about teams whose records are what? 10 wins, 12 wins, 11, 13 wins, meaning almost all their games are wins with the exception of a few. So the few are more important than the actual wins. A win is just expected, like, okay, whatever they want. But a loss is a really big deal. So the fact that one of the teams is going to win between the Lions and Bears isn't as impactful as the fact that one of the teams is going to lose. Now, again, Lions-Bears don't matter that much because very, you know, very unlikely that any of them are going to actually be competing by the end of the season. However, I do think it's safe to say whoever loses this game is pretty well just done and out of it. Either the Lions are going to be 3-5-1 and one, or the Bears are going to be 3-6. and six. It's basically over at that point. And I, I, I'm kind of torn between which one I want the most. And it, it, it seems obvious to say I want the Bears to beat the Lions because the Bears are worse. Right? The Lions kind of have some of their stuff together, maybe, you know, whatever. Here's my concern with the Bears. What if they actually bench Trubisky? If they decide to bench Trubisky, they got a shot because they still have a really, really good defense. And with an even mediocre quarterback, they can squeak out a few wins here. Now, with five losses, they're, they're pretty well already out of it. But still, let's just put the nail in the coffin, give them their sixth loss, and just call it done with. But either way, it's just let, let's end one of their seasons this week, and that's going to happen, and I'm very excited about it. The Vikings this week are actually not the favorites, and we'll talk a little bit more about it when we get to the my bookie thing. But I, I, I genuinely think the Cowboys are a better team. Now, the Vikings at their best are about as good as any team that's out there, but it, it kind of just comes down to what Vikings team is going to show up. And it's in Dallas. So this is a tough, tough game. So huge, huge fans of Dallas, and then who cares about Lions and Bears? The, the potential for this week is for the Packers to be 8-2, and two, the Vikings to be 6-4, and four, which is a, a pretty massive difference, and then the Lions and Bears, one of them is going to be three wins, one of them is going to be four wins. So just by the conclusion of this week, beating the Carolina Panthers, very similar to what I said last week, it, the, the implications are massive. Now, looking forward into next week, 
the Minnesota Vikings, when the Packers are on their bye, are playing the Denver Broncos. More than likely, the Vikings are going to end up winning that game. So the, the inverse way of looking at this is that if the Packers lose and the Vikings win, by the conclusion of this week, the Packers are going to be 7-3, and three, the Vikings are going to be 7-3, and three. the Packers are then going to go into a bye, and then the Vikings are going to beat the Broncos the next week, meaning by the time we come out of our bye week, we're behind the Vikings and we're playing the 49ers. This could become a very serious problem very quickly. Because then we're in a position where we have to beat the San Francisco 49ers, and that's obviously not a given. Now, the Vikings have a bye that week, so we would have the opportunity to kind of control our own destiny in that way. They can't pull ahead one additional game. But we just don't want to be in that situation because, again, the, the Vikings are going to very, very likely going to beat the Broncos because the game is at home. The Broncos so far this year have only won three games. It was against the Chargers, Titans, and, and Browns. The offense has only scored more than 20 points two times. So not a great team. Extra added benefit of this, however, the Lions are going to be playing the Dallas Cowboys next week. The Bears are going to be playing the Rams next week. The Rams will be, or excuse me, the Bears will be on the road. So more than likely by the time we come out of our bye, the Lions are done, the Bears are done. And hopefully if the Vikings do lose to the Cowboys, which I kind of expect them to, again, who knows what's going to happen. Adam Thielen and newly acquired Andrew Sandejo are both out for this game, as well as Linval Joseph, which is a really big... Um, big loss for them up front especially when we're dealing with you know the offensive line and their running back of the Dallas Cowboys that's going to be pretty massive so yeah I, I, I am leaning pretty heavily on the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas to win that game but again a fired up Kirk Cousins you never know although fired up Kirk Cousins without Adam Thielen yeah I'm, I'm thinking Dallas man I'm thinking Dallas all the way so opportunities abound here beyond that other games of interest the Saints are playing the Falcons very very unlikely the Saints end up losing this game um, I mean, we, we could talk about it. it's a divisional game, but I mean, it's it's in New Orleans. It's the Saints against the Falcons. I, Saints are going to continue marching on. The biggest game, though, and I guess we could talk about the fact that there, there's somewhat of a silver lining here because it's also Cowboys-Vikings. So even if the Vikings win, it does hurt the Cowboys. So there's, I mean, it's a terrible thing, but there's a little hint of positive there. But the biggest game of this week is going to be Seahawks 49ers because both of these teams are absolutely on fire. And again, the reason that it's beneficial because it, it stinks that we know one of them has to win, but it's a benefit because we know one of them has to lose and losing is not the norm for these teams. Typically, if you were to split these teams up, what you would see, nine times out of ten, you have both teams winning their games. You know that by just looking at their records. And so this is going to be a very, very big game on Monday and one of them is going to continue to fall, which is going to help the Packers to get a little bit closer. The Seahawks are tied with the Packers right now, 7-2, and two, and if the Packers come away with a win and the Seahawks fall, the, the Packers leapfrog them. Conversely, if the Packers win and Seahawks win, they're still tied, and then you're, they're also going to be with a... Um, they're, they're, they're going to share eight wins with the 49ers. So it'll be the 8-2 and two Packers, the 8-2 and two Seahawks, and the 8-1 and one 49ers, as well as the probably 8-1 and one Saints. So nobody... If the Seahawks win and the Packers win, the Packers will be tied. It'll be a four-way tie, not for first place because obviously eight and one is better than eight and two, but with eight wins. Nobody has reached nine wins in the NFC. And actually with the Patriots on a bye this week, the Patriots can't reach nine wins either, meaning I don't think anybody can reach nine wins. The only team with the potential to get to nine wins is the 49ers this week. So either way, big-time benefit for the Packers. But the, none of this matters if the Packers don't win. Because then we take all this and we start looking at it in the negative sense if they lose, right? The, the Panthers become 6-3, and three, which is a negative. The Saints move up another game ahead of us because they're almost assuredly going to win. 
the Vikings have the potential to move up and tie with the Packers, even though we have the tiebreaker. It's still, who cares? It's two seven and seven and three teams. If the Vikings lose, that's great, but the Cowboys move up to six and three. So you got a six and three Cowboys, a six and three Panthers, and a seven and three Packers and a six and four Vikings. So it, 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 everybody is kind of congregating now. It's, it's becoming, the NFC is becoming very, very clustered and the Packers aren't pulling away from anyone. And te- instead you've got, you know, the Saints are pulling away and we're in like a five-way competition with the Panthers and the Vikings and, you know, the Rams are probably going to be six and three by the end of this. The Seahawks, the Cowboys, possibly the Eagles are going to be six and four. Or do they have a bye? They, I think they have a bye. But you get what I'm saying, right? The, the implications of this game are pretty big. I understand that, you know, because there's always going to be, well, I mean, come on, 7-3 and three isn't that bad. It's still a good record. still probably going to make the playoffs. I mean, maybe. Because And that's another way to look at this as well, from a negative perspective. If you lose this game, they're on a two-game losing streak, and they lost to the Chargers and the Panthers, who are mediocre teams. Now, if we're looking at a Packers team that can, can barely beat mediocre teams, um, the 49ers could absolutely be a loss. We're still at seven wins. If we beat the Giants and Redskins, that's nine wins. But the Bears and the Vikings and the Lions are no longer guarantees. So now we're hoping by the end of this we have 10 wins, maybe if we're lucky, 11 wins. I don't, I don't like that. I like to go back to the other thing where we lost to the Chargers because it was a fluke, because it was a long way away and people weren't doing what they needed to do. Should have won the game, didn't show up prepared, but now they're going to be prepared. They're going to smoke the Panthers. We're going to go into the bye, and we have a very good chance of beating the 49ers. And even if we don't, we're definitely going to beat the Giants. We're definitely going to beat the Redskins. We're definitely going to beat the Bears. We're definitely going to beat the Lions. The only really iffy one is going to be the Vikings. We'll have to see what they are when the time comes. And yes, I said definitely beating the Lions because I'm assuming they're going to be so beaten up and defeated by the time we get there, not going to be a problem. Unless, of course, the Packers are benching people, then maybe. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But that's, that's kind of what hangs in the balance here, right? Because we have an excuse for the Chargers, right? The, the Eagles, we, we got beat, but, you know, the offense was still kind of trying to figure it out and the defense kind of had a really bad day. But still, I mean, this is the team that, that beat the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. That's pretty big. They beat the Minnesota Vikings, right? They beat the Chiefs. In Kansas City, it's a good football team, and so I just want to see that good football team again. And 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 with the bye week, my hope is that the mentality is going to be let's just lay it all out there, right? We got a week of rest. I know we're all beaten up and we're tired and all that stuff, but whatever you have left inside of you, you got to just lay it all out there. And I know there's there's this big thing about all well, the schedule gets hard at the end because there's a lot of road games. Eh, I don't know. I mean, you got to buy to rest. Then you go out to San Francisco, and the next week you go to New York, which is pretty rough to go from all the way out to the, the West Coast and then all the way out to the East Coast. That's, that's a lot. But then you go home for two games, and then you're on the road two games, but it's Minnesota and Detroit. It's not like you're traveling the country here. It's not that big of a deal. And what, what is that, like a 40-minute flight? If that, maybe not even, like a 30-minute flight? I mean, that's like driving to the stadium from your house. That's not, it's not a big deal at all. So I think maybe too much is being made of that. The, the only real serious nightmare would be if they lost to the Giants because it was such a massive shift to go from the West Coast to the East Coast. Plus, if they just can't get this partying thing under control and they're blowing it out in, in San Francisco and then they go out to New, New York and just blow it out there. But I, I just I don't see that happening. The Giants are so bad. But this is this is kind of the big one. Everything else is, is kind of just, I don't know, it, it, it kind of just takes care of itself in my mind, right? I mean, the, the 49ers, maybe we win, but... Maybe we don't, and it's not that big of a deal. The Giants should definitely be a win. The Redskins should definitely be a win. The Bears should definitely be a win at home. That alone gets us to 10 wins, just those three games. The The, the Panthers game just kind of lays everything in the balance. This is the one sort of mediocre team, maybe the Lions also. But if we beat the Panthers, we're kind of in a position where, of course, we want to beat the 49ers and we want to beat the Vikings, but it doesn't really matter. And if you look at everybody's schedule, it, 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 I mean, it's, it's, I don't envy the Vikings. 
And I know the Packers haven't had the hardest schedule in the world, but they beat the Falcons. Uh, they beat the Raiders. They beat the Giants. They beat the Eagles, which is good. They beat the Lions. They beat the Redskins, and they that's it. I mean, the, the, the Eagles are the only good team they've beaten this year. They lost to the Packers. They lost to the Bears. They lost to the Chiefs. The Mahomes-less Chiefs, by the way. And now they're going up against the Cowboys. They got an easy one with the Broncos, but then they got the Seahawks. They got the Lions, who they already beat, but that's not a gimme. They got the Chargers, which is on the road, which, as we saw, that's not a gimme. They got the Packers again, which is definitely not a gimme. They they got some tough opponents coming up. I mean, the 49ers, they got the Seahawks. They've got the Packers. They've got the Ravens. They've got the Saints. They got the Rams. They got the Seahawks again. That's six of their next eight games. The only real easy games that they've got are the Carolina, are the Cardinals and the Falcons. Outside of that, I mean, this this team, and, and look, they're good, but their schedule went from Buccaneers, Bengals, Steelers, Browns, Rams, Redskins, Panthers, and Cardinals to Seahawks, Cardinals, Packers, Ravens, Saints, Falcons, Rams, Seahawks. It went from, like, two tough games, which they won, which is great, to maybe two easy games. They, they aren't getting through this season undefeated, I can tell you that right now. And the streak may be stopping as early as, I don't know, now. And by the way, their bye week was week four. Worst bye week ever. So they're playing in Seattle, and they've got a three-stretch, three-week stretch at home, which is nice. But this is their sixth week in a row without a bye. They're going to be playing their eighth game in a row when they see the Green Bay Packers. They have to play 13 straight weeks in a row after their bye. I'm just saying, there's going to be some losses that stack up. I know they beat the Rams already once, but that was two weeks after their bye in week six. This is going to be their 12th week in a row without a bye by the time they see him again. So the only reason I'm highlighting this stuff is to say that, that as I've said before, everything is, is within reach. Everything. Anything and everything that they want is within reach. You know, may, Maybe the Saints are going to be impossible to catch up to. It's possible. They've got the Falcons, the Buccaneers, the Panthers, the Falcons, the 49ers, Colts, Titans, Panthers. So outside of the 49ers, which... They could very well win. This could be a 15-1 and team. It's not that tough of a schedule. But then you got the Seahawks. And, and again, a lot of these teams are playing each other. So we, we got to try to pass the Seahawks, but they got the 49ers. If they win, that stinks, but the 49ers just lost. If they lose, then we have the opportunity to pass the Seahawks. Then they got the Eagles, which is tough. That's on the road. Then they got the Minnesota Vikings, which is tough, and I don't care who wins that game. I mean, I, I would prefer the Seahawks, but if they don't, pfft, let's pass them right now. Then they got the Rams on the road. They got the Panthers on the road. Then they got Carolina. Then they have the 49ers. That's a tough schedule. Eagles, Vikings, Rams, Panthers, Cardinals, 49ers. Cardinals might, might, might be a gimme, but it's within the division. And I mean, they've, they've got those pieces to where, who knows? But anyways, today's going to tell us a lot. And this is going to be probably every week now. Things are starting to be more impactful, right? When it's week one, people win, people lose. Eh, whatever. It's just week one. We're getting into impactful territory. So why don't we take a break? Uh, There was a little bit of breaking news, but we'll talk about that starting with our first advertisement, or second. So first of all, if you are going to the game today, make sure you're sending me those pictures. But most importantly, I really hope you use Vivid Seats with the promo code OVERTIME to save yourself a little bit of money. Beyond that, again, as I've said a thousand times now, you get entered in the Vivid Seats Rewards Loyalty Program. I don't know why that's so hard to say. Meaning you would have earned some rewards going toward the next event. For those of you that aren't going to this game, make sure you download the app because there's a lot of stuff going on in your area. you got a lot of events, you got a lot of concerts, and there's more games coming up. College, basketball, NFL, whatever. I don't know where you live, but there's something something going on somewhere. Just, Just head over to the App Store or Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app, peruse it. 
as I've said already, Christmas is coming up. I know you're stumbling trying to think of what to do. Maybe your significant other, your kid, your parent wants to go to some kind of event. Make sure you remember every purchase is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. And when you find that perfect event, remember, new users enter promo code OVERTIME at checkout to receive up to a $100 discount. And as for that news I was referring to, it turns out that Matt Stafford is not going to be playing. That's pretty fairly significant, and had you put the money down on it earlier, there would have been some, well, I mean, what was it yesterday, like two points, two and a half points, the Bears were favorites. Now the Chicago, Chicago Bears are minus seven. The over-under is also 39. So if, if you got in early on that and you bet the under or bet Chicago at minus two, you'd be sitting awfully pretty right now. With that being said, still looking at that under. <laughs> 39 is about 20 points apiece. Not sure how Chicago gets to, to 20. I'm not sure how Detroit gets to 20. I don't know. I'm just saying. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings are still plus three and a half. And right now the 49ers are minus six. I, I just, you know, in my mind, that's 50-50 for me. I might even be leaning a little bit Seahawk. But you know, I'm not trying to sway you. I'm, I'm just letting you know what it is. Maybe trying to jog you a little bit. If you're looking at that going, no way. All right, man. Let's, let's do it up. Beyond that, I do love uh, Sundays because you get into the prop bets. The prop bets obviously are much more specific. They, they got bets on, on if a player scores two or more touchdowns. They got specific point total. If, if you think the Panthers are going to win by one to six points, Packers are going to win by 20 points or whatever, I mean, they, they, you, there's a wager for that. Plus 1,600. Sorry, that's plus 900. So you drop 100 bucks on the Packers winning by 20, and if they pull ahead, if they win by between 19 and 24 points, you're pulling in an extra $900 on top of your $100 bet. So, I mean, pretty much anything in here. Uh, which team scores first? Packers or the Panthers? You can bet on that. Which team scores less? So, again, head over to mybookie.ag. Check these things out. There's a little bit of something for everyone. And if you join right now, MyBookie is going to match your first deposit halfway, all the way up to $1,000, which means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. Just use promo code OVERTIME to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code OVERTIME to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. So that Matt Stafford thing is pretty significant. I mean, just for the Lions in general. Again, remember, this is bigger than just players. This is sort of a, a mentality. You know, what, what is the energy in this team right now? You've got a head coach that I don't know how many people actually believe in. You've got a GM that's that's basically, he is the 2018 version of Brian Gutekunst. I'm not talking about aptitude. I'm just talking about he's looking at it saying, you know what, this isn't the year. We're going to start selling off. We're going to go in heavy next year, and we're going to try to get after this thing. Very similar to 2018 Gutekunst because, you know, they, they did go out and get some players. Same thing Gutekunst did in 2018. He went and got some players like, all right, let's try this. Let's see what happens. Halfway through the season, realized this isn't working out, sends Quandre Diggs off somewhere else, starts looking for a potential trade partner for Darius Slay. Now your quarterback's hurt. and It's like, you know what? And so that's the energy going into this. That's why I say I think the Packers beat the Lions the last week of the season. It's not because the Packers are just infinitely better than the Lions and that it's a guaranteed win. It's got nothing to do with that. I'm talking about a fired-up team playing for the playoffs in the Green Bay Packers and a team that's just like, Meh. I mean, look what happened to the Packers in the last week of the season in 2018. The Lions blew them out like 40 to nothing. I mean, the Lions were probably a better team last year, debatably, arguably, maybe about the same. But this was an absolutely defeated, I give up, I can't do this anymore, this is the worst season of my life, Green Bay Packers going up against the Detroit Lions who still have a lot to gain by beating the Packers because that's basically winning the Super Bowl for the Lions. That's as good as it gets. Like, ah, we're better than the Packers. That's, that's, that is the Super Bowl. 
because you're not going to get to the playoffs and you're not going to win in the playoffs and you're certainly not going to win a Super Bowl. So, I mean, if you can be like third in the division and better than the Packers, I mean, beat the Packers twice and don't be last in the division, boom. Might as well hang a banner. So we'll get to see that game at noon today. At least some of us will. Not a lot of other super interesting games. I mean, unless the Saints lose to the Falcons, which I doubt. Not a whole lot going on. But then, of course, 3 o'clock, we got the Packers game and the Vikings game. Or, I'm sorry, the Packers game. And then the Vikings game after that is going to be really important. And then Monday, San Francisco and Seattle. So, I mean, it, look, look this, is, this is a character thing, right? I mean, everybody makes mistakes. It's how you recover from that. Zadarius Smith made a mistake. He actually played phenomenally in that game last week. He rebounded. He had a great game. A lot of guys just didn't do their best, but they're all better than this. Jair's better than, than what we saw. Kevin King, as much as I don't think he's that good, is better than what he has been. Rashawn still has a, a, a lot to grow off of, right? Aaron Rodgers is still arguably the best quarterback in football. Devontae has a lot to offer. We know Aaron Jones and Jamal, right? We can go down the roster again and again and again how good this team is. And like I said at the beginning of this, when I posted that D-Train thing, everybody got upset, and, and rightly so, and they deserve it. They deserve all the negative comments. But they also have the ability to quiet a lot of people. They have the ability to shut a lot of mouths. And there's nothing I want more than to have my mouth shut. Every negative thing I've ever said about the, the defense, everything I said yesterday about the defense, everything negative I've ever said about Kevin King or Blake Martinez or... Kenny Clark, or any negative comment I've said about anybody, please shut my mouth. I'm begging you to make me wrong. I'm begging you to embarrass me and make me regret my very existence and even having a podcast. Please bring me to that point. I don't think you will. I think you're a bunch of losers and you can't do anything. I think you're scared. <laughs> I think you're chicken. Bunch of crybabies can't even do it. I bet you can't even shut them out. I bet you can't stop the run. I bet you can't stop Christian McCaffrey. I bet you can't stop the big passes down the field. I bet you Blake can't tackle. Kenny can't tackle. So Darius is going to be the only one fighting out there, and he's going to be rolling on the ground crying because every bone in his body is just being shattered. Preston quit. Everybody's done. Rogers is going to key in on Devontae. Devontae can't catch anymore because he has a toe injury, and he just doesn't care. Bakhtiari, Balaga, the whole offensive line, they just don't know how to play. It's over, right? Prove me wrong. Please prove, prove me prove, prove and prove and whatever it is you want to do. I want all these overly positive fans to just jump down my throat and say, oh, where are you at now? Dude, just please do that. Every super negative uh, Packers fan that's hated Rashawn Gary and hated that this and that and every other thing, I want them to just disappear. You can't even find them on Twitter anymore. They're out hiding. I want it bad, man. I want it real bad. I want to lose that taco bet I've got with Blaine, where if Kevin King gets five interceptions, I lose. He also has to be, I think, in the 70s or something via PFF. That, that very unlikely that's going to happen unless he just dominates the rest of the season. But he gets two more picks, I think. I, lo I want to lose. I want to lose today. I want to be like, oh, man, here's a bunch of tacos that we both have to eat until we're in pain. Like, I, I want that. Not just for the tacos, but, you know. I, I'd lo I want to come to the Facebook group and just have a bunch of memes about how dumb I am for talking trash about Kevin King. I, I can't tell you how badly I want that. I care more about this team than I do my own ego. That's, that's, what I, that's the thing. And we all should. Say negative stuff, but want to be wrong. Feel free to criticize, but please join me in begging to be proved wrong. Game day, ladies and gentlemen. Your Super Bowl champion Green Bay Packers are about to take the field against the Carolina Panthers. Statement day. Statement game. 
Vikings are going to fall, and even if they don't, it doesn't matter. We don't need the Vikings to lose to dominate and to win a Super Bowl. That's not, that's not required. They're going to lose, but it's not required. 49ers are about to be exposed, and there's just not a lot of competition elsewhere. The, the, the Detroit Lions are done. The Chicago Bears, unless they bench Trubisky, are done, and even if they do bench Trubisky, they're very unlikely to win enough games to even get in the playoffs, especially considering they're going to be third in the division. It doesn't matter anyways. They're, they're, this isn't a playoff team. Let's not forget what we're talking about. You know, again, I posted that video, and it's, it's, it's a defeated fan base. I don't want it to be a defeated locker room. I don't want it to be a defeated defense. I want this team to remember how good it really is. One stinking loss and everybody quit. This is easily one of the best teams in football. Just please do it again. Play like it again. Prove it to us again. Because when this game's over, I'm going to run over to TikTok and make a bunch of dumb little videos, and I want to post them, and rather than have a bunch of negative comments about, oh, look, this defense is garbage, I want everyone to get fired up. Because here's the situation. Had I, had I brought out a bunch of t-shirts, nobody would have bought one this week. Because everybody, as much as everybody wants to try to be positive, everybody's still hurt about it. Everybody's hurt by the fact that they lost to the Chargers. And as much as people might want to support me, they don't want to support the team by buying a t-shirt. I'm not buying Jair's t-shirt. He was trash. There would have been no benefit to me rolling them out this week because there's no hope. There's no excitement. There's no fire. We need to get it back this week. Just just, just look good. Just just feel good again. And I don't care if the Carolina Panthers are, are, are fighting hard and, you know, it's a hard-fought battle and all. You know, fine. It's, it's two really good teams playing each other. Just don't look inept. Please don't look inept. See how quickly I dropped the bar? <laughs> Show us you're a Super Bowl championship team again. Also, just try a little this week, please. I don't know. I I think I've said all I have to say. You get the point. You folks have yourselves a fantastic day. Make sure if you haven't gotten into the Packers stock market game that you go ahead and do that really quick. I'm about to do that right now. Otherwise, go Pack Go, and I will talk to y'all in a little bit. Or tomorrow. Or whatever. Bye-bye.